well. Good morning. morning. And it's good to be in the house of God this morning. Can you say amen? Amen. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And so I believe when he said that, something good happened in the house of the Lord or they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have wanted to go. So we've been in prayer this week and I, I have this morning, yesterday morning I got up really early and began to pray and ask God to just touch your heart. We prayed again this morning when I got up and then again we had the worship team in there praying and just believing God for a, just a great outpouring. And uh, I just believe God's going to anoint Becky, and I believe uh, everyone up here is going to be anointed. Let's give them a great big hallelujah. Uh, are you blessed this morning and ready? I am. You know, I've... Uh, Your microphone. Well, I had to get to my phone. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I was reading um, this morning, and the scripture for the day it says, my gift of undeserved grace is all you need. Mm. Now, the second part of this is what's so wonderful. It says, my power is strongest when you are weak. Wow. And it's in um, 2 Corinthians 12, 9. And I've been in those places where I was weak, but yet his power came through and I became great. And if we will feed our soul and get our soul healthy, when we go through those weak moments, we can become strong because He's there. He's so faithful. He never ever forgets us. And He knows what we're going through before we even ask. And so I have become strong through a lot of my weak places. And when I was going through COVID, when I was so deathly sick, I couldn't hardly raise my head but it was no time that every day I became stronger and stronger because my faith was in Him. And so when, no matter what you're going through, through a depression, through a loss, you can become stronger Amen. when you rely totally on the Father. Amen. Well, you know, uh, that reminds me of the scripture, let the weak yes. say, say I am strong. strong. And I probably will be mentioning something about words today, how important our words are. And I believe when we worship, we're not worshiping to get, get, wait for people to come in. We're worshiping because that's what we're doing. Yes. We're talking to God. Amen. It's not a prelude to the preaching. It's a part of the service. Amen. Just as much as the ministry of preaching is or the laying on of hands or any of those. So I want you to understand when we worship this morning, we're not just taking up time so that if you, more people can come in or more, more people can turn on TV and, and watch. And I do want to acknowledge this morning our internet audience. Thank you for watching today. All of you that are so faithful and some of our members that are home today watching, we just bless you and believe God will just open the windows of heaven. So Father, this morning we're so grateful and thankful for this opportunity that we have to be here this morning. And those that are in other countries, especially in the Philippines, we know that it's evening, late at night for them. We just pray that as this service goes forward, the worship begins, that the anointing will flow upon them and upon each of us as we participate. 
Wherever people are watching from, whether morning or night or some other country, we just ask their blessings. And especially right here in the chapel, open the windows of heaven. Let the power of God come down and touch everyone. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. amen. All right, David, are you all ready? We're ready to worship the Lord. Why don't you stand with us and sing, I will praise the Lord. Well, I will praise the Lord with my whole heart and all my strength. I will praise. Put your hands together now. I will praise the Lord. Oh, yes, I will praise the Lord with my whole heart and all my strength. I will praise the Lord. I will magnify and exalt the King of Kings. For Jesus is Lord, so let all creation sing. Come on, let's praise Him, adore Him, and worship His name. I will praise the Lord, oh yes, I will praise the Lord with my whole heart and all my strength. I will praise the Lord, oh yes, I will praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart and all my strength. I will praise the Lord. I will magnify and exalt the King of Kings. For my Jesus is Lord, so let all creation sing. Come on, let's praise Him, adore Him, and worship His name. I will praise the Lord, oh yes, I will praise the Lord with my whole heart and all my strength. I will praise the Lord, yes. And all my strength, I will praise the Lord. One more time now. I will praise the Lord. Oh, yes, I will praise the Lord with my whole heart. And all my strength, I will praise the Lord. Clap your hands, all you people. Let's shout to the God with the voice of the triumph. Amen. Lord, we worship you. We worship you, Lord. Blessed be the Lord God. Yeah. 
everyone join in and sing that. Because of who you are, I give you glory. Because of who you are, I give you praise. Because of who you are, I will live my voice and say, Lord, I worship you. Because of because of who you are, Lord, I worship you. Because of who you are, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Jireh, Lord, you're my provider. Jehovah Nisi, Lord, you reign in victory. Jehovah Shiloh, oh, you're my Prince of Peace, and I worship you. Because of who you are, oh, I worship you because of who you are. Because of who you are, I give you praise. Yes, Lord. Because of who you are, I give you praise. Oh, because of who you are, I believe my voice. Because of who you are, because of who you are, I give you glory. Oh, yes, because of who you are, I give you praise. Because of who you are, I will lift my Because of who you are, Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Lord, let your glory fill this house. Oh, Lord, let your praises fill my life. vessel offer up offer up to you the sacrifice of praise to you alone are holy yes Lord to you alone are worthy you Oh, uh-huh. 
Let your glory, let your glory fill this house. Oh Lord, let your praises fill my life. Oh, let each vessel offer up to you a sacrifice of praise. God, let your glory fill this house. Fill my life, Lord. You that are watching, you at home, wherever you are, would you do the same to say, Lord, let your glory fill this house. You know, from the abundance of our heart, that's when we began to speak. The Lord wants to do something special in your heart. Just pray that right now to the Lord as we play. Faith on heaven, table, table land, land. 
Christian walk with God, we need to be, we need to desire to be more in tune with God so that we can hear His voice, we can know His voice. You know, there's trouble all around us every day. It doesn't matter if there's a pandemic here or not, there's always trouble because the Bible said that the devil goes around seeking whom he may devour. Well, I always tell him, not welcome here. There's no room for you here. You're not coming in here because I'm built on the rock and I don't have anything to do. I don't have anything to do with you. You and I remember Kenneth Copeland saying once, he said, you know, if somebody stood at your door and had a box of snakes, would you invite them in? Well, I'll tell you, I don't think I would if anybody came with a box of snakes. I don't think I would be asking them to come in. So here we are this morning in the presence of God. And I just want God to lift us up. And David, you know what? I think we ought to kick it up another notch. Everybody say, let's kick it up another notch. Bam! Come on. Lord, lift me up. Yeah. 
know, I, I'm just not ready for y'all to sit down yet. You may say, well, Pastor, I'm ready. Well, I'll tell you, I just, I just tell you right now, I'm excited. I believe something good is happening on the inside of people all over the world right now. And I just want to, I don't want to wear this out. But I tell you, I'm just not ready to quit. I like that. Lord, lift me up and let me stand. Plant my feet on higher ground. Amen. Amen. One more time. Come on. Lord, lift me up. Lord, lift me up. And let me stand. stay up here a few minutes I don't know uh, I'm just getting wound up right now well turn around and look at somebody and say boy you look nice today amen 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 all right all right somebody say I love Jesus well, I'm excited about today. Of course, I'm always excited about the goodness of God and what He does in our hearts and our lives. And I want to just stop right now and say, I believe something good is going to happen for you today. You know, I often tell the story of when it's little 80, 89-year-old woman was watching Oral Roberts on television and he'd always come on and say, something good is going to happen to you. And as she was walking through her room and Oral was coming on and he was saying those words, something good is going to happen to you. She said, let her happen, Sonny. Let her happen. <laughs> so I want something good to happen for you. That's the reason why we're here. We're not here just so because it's Sunday morning, but we're here to worship and praise the Lord, as I said here at the beginning. And I want to acknowledge again all of the wonderful people that are watching with us, whatever app you're watching on, whether it's Roku, Apple, Fire TV, Android TV, Facebook, Instagram, Lightcast, Roku, I believe I said Roku, YouTube, whatever it is that you're watching on, thank you for being a part of our service. And my friend Paul Landry up in uh, Seattle, Washington, such a great friend. It's been such a blessing to my life and my ministry and my wife. We thank you and we just want to shout out to you, Paul, and say um, blessings to you and to your lovely wife, Virginia. You know, years ago, I was preaching over on 35 at a place called Word of Faith, and 
It was in a morning service and there's a convention going on. And uh, I just felt, I just felt that I should pray. I've told this story before, but I, I just felt like I should pray for people over handkerchiefs that they could take it back to their loved one and put it on their body where they needed a miracle or a healing. And Paul Landry had flown in from Seattle and he was doing some ministry in the conference. And all at once while I was, there was quite a bit of people there. It was a morning meeting, but there was several hundred people there. And I just felt like praying over those handkerchiefs. And so I started asking them to bring them up. And they just started piling them up. And, and Paul brought one down. I didn't see, I didn't know Paul. I never met Paul before. But he put those many people and it's all piled up. But I reached down and got one. And I just pressed it in. I was praying for all the other ones. But while I was praying, I picked up one and I pressed it into my abdomen. And as I, as I did, I, I just felt the anointing of God so strong. I felt like, God, I, I've prayed over handkerchiefs many times. And you know the Apostle Paul did that. And then I put the prayer cloth back down and everybody got their prayer cloth and went back to their seat. Well, I got acquainted with Paul while he was there. Great, eloquent speaker. Oh my goodness. You know, we've had Paul here a number of times and not in this particular location, but we've had him here a number of times. And his wife, Virginia, had a tumor in her where I was pressing in my abdomen. The doctor told her it was the size of a grapefruit and that she was going to have to have surgery. Well, he took that prayer cloth back and she pinned it to her clothes inside and she went to the doctor for the surgery. And when she got there, they said, there's no sign of the tumor. You don't have a tumor. And from that time on, we became great friends. And at one time he pastored a, a great church up in Linden. We went there, Linden, uh, Washington. And my wife and I went there a number of times and spoke in his church. He's been here and he's helped me so much in my ministry. And it's wonderful to have people in your life like that. Amen. Amen. And there's another precious person here this morning that my wife and I have known for I won't say how long, a long time, but a very beautiful lady. Come here. Uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> this is Victoria Rafferty. Raftery, yes. Ah, you, you like can a say raff in a tree. Like a raff in a tree. Yeah, a raff in a tree. Isn't she beautiful? Yes. So kind. Well, she's been visiting with us since Monday. Yeah. And it's already Monday. I know. I need tomorrow. Going to be sad to see oh, you go. I miss, they are outstanding. They are the real deal. Do you believe they're the real deal? Yeah. They are really real. 
really real. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. We, we've just been doing a lot of, uh, you know, we just talking and praying. Lots and, of talking. Yeah, lots of talking. <laughs> and I don't want to make you sad now. No, I'm not sad. But you've heard me mention here about almost two and a half months ago. Yeah. How Larry went to heaven. He was... He had some situations, COVID come along, and those other situations he had, he couldn't overcome that. And they've been pastoring a great church a up in a, a long time, just out of Chicago. And they've been our friends for years and years. And Larry's still our friend. He's just up in heaven. Yeah, he beat us to the punch. What he did, yeah. didn't he? He's got every roller coaster ride. He's out doing it with hot dogs right now. Chicago dogs, you know, all his limitations on earth. He's living it. <laughs> he well, you know, that's what ministry is all about, is just encouraging people. And we've been encouraging her and loving on her all week. And then there's another friend that we both uh, known and had for many years, oh, I know. and you called her up and uh, you spent the day with her. I you, did. You forsook I, I us. Wore, you no, just I, forsook for us. Sake, I just wore myself out. I thought it would be good, but I guess it wasn't so good. Oh right? yes, <laughs> it was good because you got to see her and y'all shop. And now you're all reunited again. So. Yes, we are. We are one big happy family. One big happy family. Anyway. We've just been praying with her and encouraging her. Thank you. Because everyone. she goes thank back you, tomorrow. You. And it's just been a time of, of, you know, we reminisced and not only reminisced, but we've really tried to see how she can take her step each yeah, day. How heaven is greater than what we would ever imagine. And how that when we lose a loved one, a part of us is there already. I really believe that. And awaiting that great day when one day we'll see him face to face. Well, you know what face. you just Jesus. said, yeah. Victoria. Yes. When they go, now you say, how is that possible? Well, we want. They, they, they take a part with us. They take a part of us with them. True. So, so a part of you is in heaven right now. Right. I want some of my heart back. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You got your heart here. But seriously, uh, I do believe that a part of us goes with our loved one when sure. they go to heaven. We may not be able to enjoy what they're enjoying because we're trying to get over their loss and them leaving. Right. And I just pray that, and, and we're going to pray for you before the service is over. Is that all right? Oh, I would love that. Absolutely. I'll take all the prayer. And for all the listeners out there, take the prayer today. There's a lot of people that need to be rescued. They are. They are. Well, thank, thank you for thank spending you. this week God with God us. We've enjoyed you, and thank I'll you. be seeing you in just a little bit. Now, we want to receive our offering this morning and our tithe, and you that help us uh, on the Internet that watches. I want to say something to you. We're, we're just, you know, we're just about to change the complex of this whole place in here. In a couple of weeks, you're going to walk in here and you're not going to know what you're seeing. You're going to say, am I in the right place? Because all of this is changing. I'm not going to tell you how we're changing it and what we're changing it to. That's changing over there. The ceiling is going to change. The platform is going to change. Uh, just so many things that's going to change. Plus, plus, there's two things that we desperately need. And I want you to pray. There's two things that's in our broadcast system that's old, and that's got to do with our switcher. It's just limited, and it's old, and it's wore out. 
and we need this new switcher, and there's two parts to this switcher. I didn't know it till yesterday. <laughs> I just thought there was one part, but one part cost 4000 and the other one cost 3800 So if anybody wants to buy both or one and you in the uh, internet, you're the one that gets the benefit of the switcher as well as the people in here, but the switcher is going to be able to make it possible that we can do a whole lot more and make it more uh, pleasant for your viewing. And you know, we had a, a special meeting Tuesday night and the gentleman that was on with me, who is Pastor Ed King, has been a friend that I've, we've had for over 40 years. And I've been ministering, I've ministered in his church oh, probably 50 or 60 times over the years or more. Huge, huge church. And he's going to be back on with me this Tuesday. And we talked about the future of America, and we're going to go back and pick up the subject. And anyway, we want to make it possible where both of us can be on the screen, not just him, but many of our guests that we have on. And so this switcher is very important to us. So I appreciate your prayers that God will supply the need, as well as all of this. You know, this stuff on the wall is going to be off, and there's going to be all kinds of things in here that you're going to walk in, and you, as I said, am I in the same place? Uh, you'll be in the same room, but it's certainly going to look different than it does here today. And we've just been praying and believing God for the money for that as well. So, but the switcher, if anybody feels led of the Lord to, to, uh, be a part of that, we'd appreciate it very much. Remember, one part of the switcher is 4000 the other is 3800 So I believe I can add pretty good. That's $7,800. And so uh, if anybody wants to help on them, any portion of it, you in the audience, if you want to help, we'll appreciate it very much. So let's just pray over the tithes and the offerings. And uh, did you put up a slide for the people? I, I wasn't noticing you that are watching you can go to elglobal.church, elglobal.church, and they're on the, that's the part of the main page, that's, that's not the whole page, but when you go down the page on our front page, you'll see that little emblem over there that says give, and um, when you do, just click on that, and that'll take you right through the prompts of how you can give, and we appreciate the ones that are faithful and that do give to help us do what we do because it does cost a lot of money. And I, I would appreciate very much you being a part and you that are a part, thank you so much. So let's pray for God's blessings on you. As you've sown your seed, you've given your tithes and the people in the audience, outside the audience, let's just pray and believe God. Father, today, we thank you for your anointing. We thank you for your blessings. We thank you because you're the person that supplies all of our needs according to your riches and glory. So anyone that participates in this with an offering or a tithe, open the windows of heaven and let them experience your goodness. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Thank you so much, David. Well, this morning, I want us to just stand for a moment, if you will. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures here. And before I do read these scriptures, I do want to 
say something to you. Now, the title of my message is The Birds Are Singing Again. Everybody say, The Birds Are Singing Again. The Birds Are Singing Again. Now, I've never preached on The Birds Are Singing Again. <laughs> never in my whole uh, 60 years of being in ministry have I taken a title like that, but there's a reason for it, and I'll tell you that in just a moment. But I want you to, to think about all the people that are hurting. And this past Tuesday, you know, Victoria was in our home and, and we were talking and so my wife, Pastor Sharon and Victoria, we begin to pray. And as we begin to pray, I'm telling you, a strong anointing come on me. And you know, you know me, I don't, I don't prophesy that much. I just don't prophesy that much. Not that I'm against it. I know it's there. But the Bible says the the gifts come as the Spirit wills. Now, I'm always open for the the Spirit to speak. I'm always open. And maybe it's going to happen more. But I don't know. As I begin to, we begin to pray. And Vicki was just praying. And, you know, the, the anointing was flowing. Because we wanted her to have healing to come quicker. You know, when, when you lose a loved one that you love and they were inseparable for 50 years and just together all the time. Well, as I began to pray, I, I, I heard a scripture that I've read. I read it every year because I read through the Bible. And every now and then I'll turn over and read that scripture and I'll tell you about that scripture in just a minute. But as I was praying, I began to prophesy because I heard and began to prophesy to Vicky about her, to Victoria about her future. I began to hear birds singing. And the scripture came to me that I'm about to read. And, and you know what? I don't know how long we prayed, but I know it was so intense that it, it, just, it was just something. And I heard these words, the birds or singing again. And then I didn't tell them this. I didn't tell Victoria or my, or my wife that I heard birds by the, it was like I was in a bird sanctuary where they were in and they were just chirping and singing and singing. And you know, I went on the internet to try to find it after this happened, but I couldn't, I'd find one or two or three. I find all kinds of birds chirping and singing, but not like I heard. And then, not only that, but I heard a choir from heaven. I heard the blending of the voices. I mean, the harmony was perfect. And they began to sing, and it was like God was saying, my people are going to sing again. And, and I asked my son, but it was too late to, to get it done. But when we were in Fiji... In our conference there, I wanted to show you this so, so much. Uh, in our conference in Fiji, we had 1,500 people. We was in a, a, an auditorium with, with two, two levels. We had um, an auditorium with 1,500 people in it, and they had a, a bottom floor, and it had 1,500 people in it. And then, and these were all ministry people, and then we had one across the town, we rented a theater, and they were watching my video. And 
these people were, the, the Fijians are some of the most warmest people that I have ever had the opportunity to minister to. And anyway, my, my worship leader would go in earlier, of course, in the morning services. I was speaking both morning and, and evening. And my worship leader said to me, he said, you should hear these people sing. His name was Rusty, and I said, well, Rusty, I said, I hear them sing every service I'm here. He said, no, Pastor, you've got to hear them sing. I said, I hear them sing every service. He said, you don't understand. He said, the people that wants on the main level, they're here at 4 o'clock in the morning, and the service didn't start till 9.30. I said, what? He said, this top auditorium is filled at 4 a.m. in the morning. And he said, I just happened to come in the other morning. I wanted to do something on uh, and, and go over because we had a huge worship team with many of the Fijians and as well as instruments along with my worship leader. And he said, Pastor, they do nothing but worship from four till you get here or till, till we start worship. And I said, well, I don't... I, I don't know anything about that. Anyway, I, when he told me and we finished worship for that morning or night, I don't recall which it was a morning or night service, I said, I hear you folks can really sing. And you know, the gentlemen over there wear skirts. They don't wear pants. And I saw one of the pastors down on the front row that I'd gotten acquainted with a little bit. And I said, I hear all, you sing and I hear y'all are here at four o'clock in the morning because you want to be in the main auditorium, not by video. And I said, I hear you sing. And in Fiji, people are taught their little children to sing and to harmonize from a child. And so I, I, I didn't have any, I didn't want to do music. I just wanted to hear them sing a cappella. And so I said to him, I said, do y'all have a song you can sing? He said, oh, yes, we have a song. And I said, okay, well, how about you leading? And he started off leading the song, a cappella, and there was four-part harmony with the 1,500 people that I heard with my ears upstairs. I don't know what the downstairs was doing. I don't know what they were doing, but I'm sure they were doing the very same thing. So I'm just saying that even though, and they were singing in, in the Fijian language instead of the English. Most all of them could sing English. And um, um, you have the video, and it's six minutes and 50 seconds. Well, I think it's, a, can we just play part of it? Or, yeah. Okay. Uh, what part do you want? Just the singing. Of the a conference, not the outside. It doesn't matter whichever one. Just I tell you what, just be seated just for a moment. Isn't that sweet of him pulling that up? Isn't that sweet? Give him a hallelujah, would you? I guess they'll roll it whenever they're ready. Anyway, I don't know whether to keep talking or wait because it's taken them a, a few seconds to get this tuned up because uh oh that was me and I was anointed 
We're live. Every I'm chair sorry, was taken, we and people it. were beginning spontaneously to praise and worship the Lord. Their love for God and hunger for more of Him generated an overwhelming atmosphere of reverence and joy. I'm a car director, you didn't know that, did you? And more continue to arrive. Two outposts were set up for the overflow crowd. To wow. wow. I just wanted to give you a little glimpse. And these people were, as I said, would sing from 4 o'clock in the morning until, um, until I got there. But let me finish now. As we were praying, as I later went by myself and was preparing for this Sunday morning, I could hear the Fijians singing, and sometimes they would dance, and then we went outside. That's why he asked, do you want the outside or inside? Because we had a huge park, and thousands and thousands of, because that was only a minister's conference that you saw there. And so we went outside, Few few miles down the road, and that we had this park. Well, Myrna and Barbara was there in the conference. You went with us, and uh, you know I'm telling telling it like it is. And so we would be outside, and while the worship was going on, these people would be dancing. I mean, they would be dancing, and it was just absolutely incredible. And then they would get plants. They'd get plants and dance with the plants, and little children were dancing all over the place, and then it started raining. And when it started raining, I should have let him play more of it, and it would have shown this. You could have seen it. And it started raining, and of course, I was under a shelter where I was preaching, and all the instruments and the singers were, and so I thought, well, this is over. Uh, nobody else is going to be here because it's raining, but you know what? They thought that was the Holy Spirit sending the rain. Not one person left, but they started dancing in the rain, and, and they danced in the rain till it let up. So I'm telling you, there's something about singing. Yes. And when the Lord spoke to the, me when we, we were praying together, uh, I heard the words that I told you, the birds are singing again. Now, you know it's been about a year um, it's been about a year, bear with me just a second, since the pandemic started, and a lot of people have been hurt. They've lost loved ones. There's people that I know, and many that I don't know, that have gone through a divorce, and there's a lot of people that I do know that have lost their jobs. Many have suffered financial loss, and many unscheduled events has happened to people. You know, what kind of unscheduled, you know, events happen that's not scheduled, that you have no control over. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that you're to get discouraged. Somebody said, well, how do you stop from getting discouraged? I want to tell you. 
if you'll hang in here with me just for a minute. The children many times are, are on drugs, alcohol, with the wrong crowd, and sometimes the parents just are frantic, not knowing what to do because that child's out there, and, and they're, you know, they're just caught up. And, and you, when a person is inebriated or a person is under the influence of drugs, there's no way you can talk to them and help them. And, and I know I've had so many people to contact me this year and, and have said to me, my children are driving me crazy because of, of their lifestyles and, and I need prayer. Well, uh, not only that, but it's been hard for a lot of those people to sing the songs of praise and rejoice because of their loss. Now, I have compassion, and so if I say some things in my message, don't think I'm preaching without compassion and understanding, because my wife and I know what pain is, and, but one of the things, I'm not a singer, but one of the things I did do throughout the whole process, I made myself sing when our son was killed. I made myself sing. I can't sing, but I did it anyway, because I just wanted I wanted the, the, the life that was in my recreated spirit, I wanted it to flow from my, my spirit right into my soul and into my thinking so that we could pass the grief, go on into mourning, and then go on into learning to live life again. And it wasn't easy to do. But, you know, in this pandemic, people have been locked in their houses and they've not been able to come to church because... Uh, many of them were closed down, and then there's still a lot of people that's afraid to come because of COVID. I was talking to someone this week, and was inviting them to the church, and, and I said to them, I said, uh, I'd like for you to just come. They're, they're friends. And so they said, well, we can't because we're afraid we'll get COVID. Well, you know what, folks? I told you, COVID, she mentioned, it's hit our house. And sometimes if you've got underlying conditions, those are the ones that it hits the hardest and they, they go on to be with the Lord. But even though we got COVID, we, we never feared it. And we not, were not afraid during the process. Now, my wife said, I, I wanted to go to heaven. She said, it's the first time in my life that I really, she felt so bad that she said, I wanted to go to heaven. Well, um, I wouldn't let her. And so I said, you ain't, you ain't leaving me. I'm, you know, fortunately, she wasn't in the hospital. You know, Pastor Larry, Larry had to go to the hospital. And, and, and you know, she had to let him off. Pardon me here, Victoria. I don't want to make you sad. But she had to let him off, let him walk into the emergency room by himself. And she never got to see him again because he went on to heaven. And so a lot of people today have experienced a lot of things that I'm talking about. But what has happened, COVID and so many unscheduled events that's been going on has brought darkness over the, the nation, the United States of America and the world. And then we have our ungodly media. And I don't apologize for what I just said. We have our ungodly media 
that don't tell the truth, exaggerate truth, and they take away all hope if you're watching or listening to it, and they make it worse. That's why I choose not to even watch it, and I'm not even going to be watching Newsmax anymore because of what they did. I'm telling you, folks, we are in a time... We are in a time that we need to hear the birds singing again because everywhere we are, we find, we, you know, I don't know if you all know who Mike Lindell is, and I didn't plan to get into this part, but, you know, he's the guy with my pillow. Well, because he stood up for what he believed, he's taken off of Twitter, he's taken off of everything, and now the uh, Coles and Kroger and... Uh, mattress firm and and it, and it goes on and on that have not sold or won't sell his products anymore. But you know what? He just keeps going on anyway. And that's what I'm saying. No matter what happens to us, God's grace and God's strength can keep us going on. And our United States has been divided over the election. And the person right now, whether you, you voted for him or you didn't, I'm not going to get into all of that, but I'm just saying he's been signing and signing executive orders that is bad for every person, whether they're on the left or the right, and they're going to find out. And they're, they're sending money to other countries to, um, and he signed the, that executive order that, the, the, the order that he sends, it sends money to another country for us, our tax dollars, to pay for abortions. Now, if you support that, you've got to answer to God about that. And that's, that's your business. And I'm not going to fall out with you and get mad at you. See, I'm not one of those that argues with people because they have a different uh, 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 agreement than, or, a, or a different opinion than mine. But I, I try to stand on the word of God when I make a when I make a selection for someone, and it's not someone; it's policies, and that's what we don't understand. Many times, the, it's not the person, and and if you get caught up in the person, then you get in trouble. But it's the policies that we as Christians have a responsibility. If if we we need to make sure that the politicians that we have the right in this country to vote for, what they're standing for is to do the right thing for the church. Now, I know I've said a lot of things before, but I believe this is a time for the believers to to start singing again like we saw the Fijians. And it's time for us to shout the praises of God as never before. As I was preaching last week, you know, uh, Joshua told him, he said, you got to be quiet for six days. You can't talk for six days. You just got to walk around the walls, being quiet for six days. But on that seventh day, I want you to shout. And when you shout, the walls will come down. And I believe, why, why don't we just stop right now and let's give a shout. Could I, could I? Come on. The devil gets nervous when we start shouting. He gets nervous when we start singing. But here's my, 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 my scripture that I heard while we were praying. And I can almost quote this. I guess I could. But it's Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verses 11 and 13. It says, For behold, the winter is past. The rain is over and gone. The flowers appear on the earth. And the time of the singing of the birds has come. 
and the voice of the turtle dove is heard in our land. Then it says the fig tree puts forth and ripens her green figs and the vines are blossoming and giving forth their fragrance. And when I heard that and we were praying, I really didn't think that I would develop a message on this, but somehow I couldn't get away from it, especially when I heard that choir singing and, and I heard the birds singing and then I was remembering the Fijians of how they would sing. And, and after I heard them in that one particular time that we showed you a little clip of the video, I just had them sing all the time. And as they were singing, you know, as they were singing, uh, it was like the Holy Spirit would just fall and flow down on them. And people started being delivered. And there was a, there was a real famous soccer player I forgot his name, but he was there in a wheelchair. And as they began to sing, he was crippled. He got hurt in a soccer game, and he was not able to play soccer anymore. But the, as they were singing, the anointing came down. We were outside in the big crusade, and thousands and thousands of people were there attending. The, the power of God was so strong when they were singing that he was paralyzed from his, his waist down, and he was, he was in this wheelchair. And so I'm not taking any credit for anything. I didn't do anything. They was just singing, and the Holy Spirit hit him. The power of God hit him, and he jumped up out of that wheelchair, and he come running up on the stage, and I had no idea what was going on. And somebody told me his name and that he was a very, uh, uh, he was a professional, well-paid, well you know, real famous soccer player. And they told me the story. Well, I just grabbed him and we started running back and forth all over the stage. We got video. I don't know where to find it right now, but I'd like to show you that. But you know what had happened during the singing? Wow. It was in the worship. Yeah. So it's time for you and me, even though we might not feel like it, as I told you, when our son was killed, I didn't feel like it, but I would sing. And many times I couldn't put words out of my mouth, but I would just use the, the, the Holy Spirit. And I'd sing in the Spirit because I knew I needed, because the Bible said, our spirit by the Holy Spirit within me prays. And then it says in Romans 8 and 27, when you pray in the Holy Spirit, you're praying the will of God. So I wasn't praying selfish prayers. I was just saying it in the Spirit. So... I want to tell you, I, I love the springtime. Springtime is my favorite time of the year. Now, fall's got its own place, but springtime is my favorite time of the year. Why is, am I saying that it is? Because all at once we begin to see the, the trees bud. You know where my office is? I've got an oak tree, and then I've got another oak tree, and they're small, of course, but, and they're ugly right now. They're really ugly right now. They don't have one leaf on them, and they're just an old scrawny tree standing up there. But you know, I, 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 when the spring comes, I look out, and all at once I see these little things that start budding out, and they're green. And, and then all at once they fall off, and that leaf begins to grow. I mean, it just, it just excites me when I see... When I see green start happening, getting rid of the ugly, and then we plant flowers, and then I, I, my wife had me to plant, plant the, the wandering Jews, and, and trust me, folks, they wonder. <laughs> Woo! 
I mean, if you've ever planted wandering Jews, I mean, these wandering Jews, they just keep growing and growing and covering up everything else. But, but they're purple, they're beautiful, and they bloom. And I get excited when I see the wandering Jews. And then the other flowers we have, they start, they start growing and then they start blooming. And, uh, and then, then in the spring, you here in Texas understand what I'm talking about. We start riding down the freeway and all at once we see all on the side of the road the blue bonnets and the Indian paintbrush. And you know, they only last just a few weeks. And in, in that, you know, the, the, we understand that the blue bonnet is the state flower. So the state of Texas, they like to protect the state flower, and we should. And, and if they're growing on the side of the freeway or some big lot somewhere, if they're growing, and you know, they just, they just pop up everywhere. I mean, there's nobody, I mean, people probably go plant them, but, but many of them are not uh, by people planted, the, when they start to seed, the seed blows and they go somewhere else. And then the next year, they're already in the ground and they start blooming up. And of course, you know, as I said, when, when they're there, it, it's unlawful for those blue, blue bonnets to be cut. Now, if you're cutting one, you better be careful. There might be some eyes watching you. But anyway, it, it's against the law to cut them. And where they're growing, if normally they're big mowers and things that comes along and mows these, the grass, they can't mow the grass until the bluebonnet blue seed and die and go away. Well, uh, I just want you to know that we, we are in a time where... Um, we're in a time that we need to start realizing, even though we're in the dark season of time still, we need to turn ourselves around to begin to realize the winter is over. Let me read it again. The, the winter is past, the rain is over and gone. The flowers appear on the earth, and the time of the singing of the birds has come, and the voice of the turtle dove is heard in our land. So this is a time for every born-again believer to begin to bloom, no matter what has happened to us. No matter what has happened to us, it's time for us to bloom. And as I told you, after our son was killed, I tried to to read and pray and sing. And I remember I was going to a meeting and I was reading Oral Roberts' book, Seed Time. And I don't know why I was reading that particular book, but I was 30,000. We were living in Tennessee at the time and I was going to Tulsa for a meeting. And while I was on the airplane 30,000 feet high, I started reading Genesis 8.22. And Genesis 8.22 says, While the earth remains, seed time harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night shall not cease. Well, it was winter time for us when I was reading that. And I had read that scripture like the one I just read in Song of Solomon chapter 2. I had read Genesis 8 and 22 many, many times. But as I was reading and meditating that scripture, I saw something that I had never seen before. It took me a while to get what God was saying to me. And it 
instead of Genesis 8.22 saying, it says seed time, but instead of me seeing seed time, I saw it differently. I saw seed, time, and harvest. Everybody say seed, seed time, time, and harvest. And harvest. Well, uh, and it says, I, I saw seed time harvest, winter, summer, day and night would not cease. So and I knew that God was trying to tell me something that I needed to do to walk through uh, my pain. I couldn't walk through her pain. She had to walk it. I can't walk through your pain, whether it's loss of income, whether it's a, 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 a spouse, a child, or whatever it may be. You can't walk through your, you, you have to walk through it alone. And you know, once a year, I try my best to show people some things that gives you a visual of what I'm talking about. Now this, most of you would know, this is an ostrich egg. And I was up in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, preaching about this. And when I was there, there happened to be a, a rancher there that raised ostriches. And he heard me telling the story that I'm about to tell you. So he brought me these two eggs. And of course, I brought them back from Saskatoon. And he said to me, he said, Pastor, this is the ostrich that didn't make it. He said it pecked a little ways and it pecked and pecked and pecked. And he said, I say this. He said it differently. But this one pecked and got enough to light to come in. And he said, I don't like what I see. I like my comfort zone. I like the pain. I like where I am. And so this ostrich never lived. It went back in and a little while died. And see, there was nothing that the farmer could do, the rancher could do, because everybody, every, every bird or every fowl that's born this way or any animal that's born this way, they have to do it themselves. If you reach in and try to help it, then the, most of the time it will die. Sometimes it might live, but the chance 99% time of the, the, the animal will die. And so this one... This one said, I don't like what I'm seeing out there. It's too hard. It's too tough. It's too rough. I'm going to give it up. I'm, I, I'm just going to stay where I am. Folks, we can't stay where we are. COVID's out there, and I'm not depending on the vaccine. Some people think the vaccine's the answer. The vaccine is not the answer. The Holy Ghost is the answer. And so I want us, it's, I'm not telling people not to take the vaccine, that's your business. But I'm telling you, my trust is in God. And, and when I think about this, of how many people are saying, I'm afraid, I don't know what to do. This one says, that world's too big for me out there. If I get out of my comfort zone, how am I going to make it? How am I, I, it's just, it's too light. There's too much going on out there. But I look at the other one, and this one is the one that made it. This is the one that lived. It packed and started breaking around. And when it did, it saw light. 
It saw something greater. It saw something bigger than it was. And it says, oh, I want that. I want to step out of my darkness. I want to step out. I've been cooped up in here. It, it, there's, there's no life in here. There's no breath in here. I, I don't like it in here. It's stuffy in here. It smells in here. I want out. So it kept pecking and it kept pecking and it kept pecking till finally it got it got part maybe of a foot or a, or a wing or something. And, and finally he just broke out and he did. He began to walk around and look and said, my, this, you mean I've been missing all of this? This is so good. I gotta have this life instead of the one I've been in. Folks, we've been in, we've been in this world for almost a year now and it's time for you and me to say I'm tired of the smell. I'm tired of the fear. I'm tired of the darkness. I'm tired of what's going on. But the time of the singing of the birds is here. The birds are singing and it's time for you and me to begin singing the songs and begin to praise God and then you may be hurting to the very depth but singing out as loud as you can sing it. And start living again. Now I'm not just talking to people that's lost a loved one. I'm talking about whatever loss you've gone through. What and I've mentioned a number of them, and some I haven't. But we got to come to the place. We've got to come to the place that we're not going to stay cooped up in the smelly egg. We got to break it open, and we got to get out, and we got to sing. Amen. Amen. We got to sing, and and you know what? I don't. I don't know words a lot of times. David, I always have to depend on David for the words. But you know what? Uh, I just start singing sometimes at home. Sometimes I'm sitting at my computer studying and praying. And I just start singing. I, I, I don't care if she hears me. But you know what? I just sing and I just rejoice. And I, I just magnify the Lord because it lets something come out of my spirit into my soul. And sometimes I need healing in my soul. Sometimes I need healing in my thinking. And when I do, I'm opening up my spirit to begin to flow. Is anybody here with me this morning? You know, the, I, I knew now when I was riding on that airplane, I knew the scripture was talking about actual winter. I knew it was talking about actual summer. And I knew that it was talking about actual uh, seed and, and harvest. And, and I realized two things from that. Number one, we plant our seeds. It takes time. And then there's harvest. Everybody say seed, seed. Time, time, and harvest. harvest. Now, this has been a long time ago when this happened. And, and I, I hear a lot of people saying those words, and I'm not saying I invented it or, or I'm the one that had the revelation that started it. I know I was preaching for Joyce Meyer once, and she said, what did you say? And I told her, and she said, well, I'm going to give you credit one time, and then it's mine. I said, you don't have to give me credit once. It's the word. Amen? Amen. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So I knew that the scripture was talking about darkness and cold and winter and heat. I understood that, but it was a dark time for us. And because it was a dark time for us, I said, Lord, the seeds that I plant from my mouth are so important to my harvest because my wife and I, we need a harvest of joy. Amen? Amen. 
We need a harvest of joy. So I begin to speak words of life every day. And soon, as I begin to speak life every day, I remember sometimes driving to the office, uh, you know, most of the time we would take separate cars and sometimes drive into the office and we lived in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and sometimes driving, it was about a, I don't know, about a 20 minute drive. And sometimes, you know, I'd be riding down the road and man, it was like, it was like a, a truck of bricks just hit me. And, and my emotions just was so, so, so broken. And, and I couldn't stop the tears. I just, I just couldn't stop them. And, and it was like, where did this come from? How come? But you know what? Through those tears, through those tears, I began to say, I'm a child of God. I'm an heir of God. Lord, you, Jeff went on home to be with you, but you left me here. So I'm, I'm speaking life. I'm not going to speak death. I'm going to speak words that bring, me, uh, that bring me a harvest of joy, that bring my family a deliverance, that brings us mourning in our life, not M-O-U-R-N, but M-O-R-N-I-N-G. So God began to give us little by little, little by little, joy as we begin to speak and as we begin to declare the word of God. And so I, I want you to know in the darkest moments, we can speak words of life and God will heal a broken heart. It doesn't come overnight. It doesn't come overnight, but little by little. And I know some of you here and many that are watching, it, it, it's not death that you've experienced by a loved one, but it's, it's some have lost homes. I mean, I, if you only see what I get through the week from people that watch us across the world, the, the messages I get of people with no hope and they need prayer, and I just encourage them, the darkness is only for a while. Yes. The darkness is only for a while. But in your darkness, you begin to speak life. Yeah. Speak life in your darkness. You know, uh, Proverbs 18 and 21, words kill Words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. And then De Deuteronomy 30, 19 says, Every day we are faced with life and death. Every day we are faced with life and death. Blessing and curse. Choose life. Choose life. Choose to push through the pain of death and live again. Amen. Amen. As I said, I'm not just talking about death of a loved one. I'm talking about your job. I'm talking about your spouse that you've lost by divorce and, and that somehow your children get caught up in the divorce. I've seen it happen so much. And then, then parents begin to use the children as the middle person and sometimes destroy the children because they're trying to get even with the spouse of the hurt that they've caused. This is the time for us to come back and realize that it's time for the winter to be over. I, I know we're right now, as I told you a few minutes ago, we're right in the middle of winter and our trees are ugly and, and uh, where my flowers are, they're, they're dead and they're ugly right now. But I'm telling you, it's not going to be long. About six weeks 
weeks from now, right around six weeks from now, I'm going to start seeing those oak trees start budding again. I'm going to start seeing those flowers start blooming again. And I'm, I'm saying this to you, every one of you that's going through anything, I'm going to see you start blooming again. Yes. No matter what it's been, you know, uh, you, you may have a loved one that's incarcerated and your pain is, is, is just more than you can bear. And I got a, a message from someone the other day that said, my child, my child is just, uh, just breaking my heart. It breaks my heart to see what, what my child is doing. And, and when I say child, it's not necessarily a young child. It's a child. And, but you know what? I just, I just give a message back. Speak life. Don't speak death. Speak the word of God. Is anybody here? Yes, now, people are grieving and mourning over many things that have happened to them in the past few months. But many have let discouragement and depression take them over because they expected something different to happen than did. And, and I understand that. I'm not talking down to anyone. I'm trying to lift you up. As David sang the, and, and John sang the song a few minutes ago, Lord, lift me up and let me stand. Plant my feet on higher ground. That's what I'm saying to you this morning. I want you to walk out of this room and you that's viewing. I want you to stand up in the spirit. I want you to stand up and be strong and walk out and say no weapon that's formed against me will prosper. And everything that's coming against me, I rebuke it. And I'm a child of the king. And I'm going to choose life. I'm not going to let death in. You know, we all have these unscheduled events to happen, and especially in the world that we've been living in in the last few months. Many things that you had no control over, that I had no control over, and other people's decisions. Did you know your decision does not only affect you? Your decision does not only affect you. Your decision always affects someone else. And most people don't realize how other people's decision affects you. I have people make decisions all the time. That it, you know, when I, I talk about this from time to time, when our son was killed, our other two went into the world and into drugs. Well, they didn't think their decisions to do drugs and alcohol and all that, they didn't think about how it affected us. They only thought about what they were doing and the pleasure they had for the moment. But the pleasure they had for the, for the moment brought, brought them down a destructive road until they decide to make their turn to come back. And I believe right now while I'm preaching, I believe somebody's deciding to make their turn to come back. Somebody's deciding right now to make their turn to come back. And I want to say this to you. God never allows anything to happen that you can't handle. So just keep trusting Him. Just keep trusting Him in the middle of the storm. I want to say it again. I understand pain. I understand loss. But as a believer, as a believer, I choose not to let pain stay. I choose not to blame it on somebody else. Well, they did this to me or they did that to me. I'm not going to blame it on anyone else. Because if I blame someone else, I'm covering up 
what I need healing from. We need healing. We don't need to ignore or act or pretend that everything's all right. We need to deal with what's going on in our lives. Now, John 14, 26 through 27, this, this is always so good. It says, the comforter, the counselor, the helper, the intercessor. Wow. When you have the Holy Ghost, you have the intercessor, the advocate, the strengthener. And I like this one. I need you again, Al. Would you come up here? Thank you. I know what I'm going to do. You know what you're going to do? You need the standby. And the Bible said, when you start falling, when you can't make it on your own, and you get to that place, the comforter is your standby. Just tell me if you get too tired. <laughs> no. Wow. He's our standby. I want to tell every person, whatever it is that looks impossible to you, God is standing right beside you and he's help holding you. He is holding you. Just embrace me a little bit more, Al. Ooh. God's embracing someone right now. I just sense in the Holy Ghost that God's embracing someone right now. Now, he's not holding me now. He's embracing me and he's standing by me. In case I need to lean on him. And when I lean on him, he's there. So just, thank you, Al. So don't just use the word Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost. The Bible said, He's your standby. He's your standby. And He comes to represent Jesus. And He will teach you all things, the Bible says. And and this part is so good. It's all good. But he will cause you to recall, will remind you of, bring to your remembrance everything I've told you. In your darkest moments of life, he will remind you of everything he's told you. In this way, you can hear the birds singing again. You can hear the birds singing again. Then he went on to say, my peace I leave with you, my own peace I now give you and bequeath to you, not as the world gives to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. One more time. Al, please. Thank you. Don't be afraid. He'll catch you. He'll catch you. Don't be afraid. He said, 
Don't be afraid. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. He said, stop allowing yourself to be agitated. Now notice how he said it. Stop allowing yourself. Uh-oh. He's talking to Don, too. He's talking to Don, too, because every now and then things come, and I just, I just want to take things in my own hands and fix it and maybe slap somebody. <laughs> now, I have to repent, but uh, I do feel that way sometimes. I'd like to show you who's boss. But anyway, he said, don't let yourself get at, remember what I've told you. I like that. Everybody say, remember, remember what, I what I told you. So if you start, if you, if, if you just realize the Holy Ghost is more than a word, the Holy Spirit is more than a word, it's a person that lives on the inside of you. God the Father, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus, they're all one, and they live on the inside of you. And so he said, don't let yourself be agitated and disturbed, and do not... Permit yourself to be fearful, intimidated. And today, what are people allowing by the millions of COVID to be intimidated by COVID, be fearful of COVID? And I'm not condemning anyone. I'm just making a, they're, they're forgetting. They're not letting the Holy Spirit remind them that the Word of God says, I'll you don't have to be intimidated by this disease. You don't have to be fearful of this disease. And he said, cowardly and unsettled. See, in your time of need, God sent the Holy Spirit. God sent the Holy Spirit to not only abide with you, but to live in you. How many times have y'all heard me say, we don't live for God, we live with God. I don't live for her. I live with her. So why do you have to set? What, what if I said to her? What if I said to her? I'm going to talk to you from 8 to 8.30 in the morning. And be with her the rest of the day. And not say another word and ignore her the rest of the day. Isn't that what we do to God sometimes? We have our morning devotion. We have our morning prayer. And then we get so caught up in, the, in our work, in our daily life, we forget. But yet, you can text your loved one. You can call your loved one. And you throughout the day, even at work, people do this all the time. So if I don't do that, I don't set a time. That that's the only time that we can talk. You can't talk to me anymore. Don't you say anything, and I'm not going to say anything to you. Yeah. I live with her. Even when I'm overseas and she doesn't go, I still text her. I still call her. I live with her at the moment. I'm, when I'm somewhere else, I'm not. But I am communicating with her. So when we live with God, we always need to be communicating Amen. with Him. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Now, God's word is alive. It's springtime in the spirit.
Everybody say it's springtime in the spirit. The winter is over. It's time to sing happy songs again. Speak it out and confess it. Say it again. <laughs> you can say speak it out. Over and over again. Then Psalms, I'm sorry, Ephesians 5.19 says, Speaking out to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, offering praise with voices, instruments. I don't have one to play. I can't play. But I love instruments, singing the high praises of God and making melody with your heart to the Lord. You say, but pastor, you don't understand what I've been through. I probably don't. Most of the time I don't. I can't understand something I hadn't been through. So I never try to say, I know what you're feeling. I know what you're going through. I never say that to anyone, no matter what it is. Because I don't. But I do know what the Bible says. And the Bible and the Word of God is what helps me to continue my walk with God. At my age, I could be taking care of my beach ministry down in Florida. I really could. But you know what? God says, I don't want you to stop. I don't want you to retire. I want you to keep going. I want you to keep helping people. And you know, folks, it's, it's, it's literally thousands. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying, what if, I, what if I shut up? What if I quit? What if I quit? All these people that are getting helped. And you know, I told you that just six weeks ago, we did a, we did a, a, a from right here on this stage, I was hooked up to eight satellites and a, a, a two major TV stations. And in one hour, we had 40,000 phone calls. 40,000. So how many people had to be watching? See, this is nothing about Don Clowers. This is about people hurting, needing help. We had 40,000 phone calls and over, uh, right around 20,000 were people wanting to be born again. I heard Mario, Mario Morello say the other night, and, and he's in California and he's having tent meetings, and he said, I'm having, he said, I'm seeing more people come to our tent meetings and get saved than ever before in my whole ministry. And he's having a thing with, with pastors in California and he's bringing them together and he's going to encourage them. He said, I'm going to preach a message I've never preached before in my life so these pastors can go back and get their churches open and start believing for the supernatural power of God to start operating. Folks, that's what I'm believing. I, 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 you know, uh, we were sitting with someone last night and I looked at this person who was a, a guest and, uh, that we, we both know and I, I, I looked at this person and I said, we're not old, we're older, but we're not old. I want I want you to know my youth is being renewed every day. This is the hour for you and me. This is the hour for us to look up, yes. not down. This is yes. the hour for us to sing, not, not yes. cry. This, yes. is the, this is the time for you and me to say, greater is he that's within me than he that's within the world. And if God be for me, there is no one that can be against me. Somebody ought to shout. Now I'm going to wind this up right now and, and as I wind this up you know my wind ups are as, as long as my preaching so I'm going to wind this up now and it says in Psalms 50 
1 through 6. It says, it doesn't say it the way I'm going to say it, but I'm going to read it to you. The birds are singing again. The birds are singing again. I want to say to every one of you that's going through something, every one of you that's going through something, the birds are singing again. Get in the choir. Get in the choir. Get in the choir. Everybody say, I'm getting in the choir. Psalms 50 and one, verses 1 and 6. Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise His, praise his mighty heaven. Praise Him for His mighty works. Because He's doing a work right now that people can't see. He's, you know, you know I, I was speaking with someone yesterday, or, or someone called me yesterday, and they said, I was about to lose hope. I was about to lose hope, but when I watched the Tuesday night meeting that you and Pastor King had, I had my hope renewed. I had my hope. It was yesterday they called me long distance. I, I think it was from New York. A friend of mine, he said, I was just about to lose hope. But the, the, the words that you, you, you two spoke from the Word of God gave me hope. Well, that's what I'm talking about today. I want everybody to have hope. Just bear with me one more minute. Praise Him with the blast of the ram's horn. Praise Him with the lyre and the harp. Praise Him with the tambourine and dance. God said He would turn our mourning into dancing. Mm -mm -mm. You know, I used to do the Pentecostal dance, not this one. Not that one. But I used to do the Pentecostal dance. Everybody thought I was clogging. And I'm not going to get into it, but I'm telling you, God turned, it took a while, but God turned our mourning into dancing. You say, I can't dance. Well, you can move your feet. You can say, sadness, I've, I've, I've entertained you long enough. You've overcome me long enough. Disappointment, discouragement, my loss. You've, you've, you've controlled my thinking long enough. Now I'm going to control my emotions and I'm going to lead my emotions instead of letting my emotions lead me. I'm just, just give me. Praise Him with the tambourine and dancing. Praise Him with the strings and the flutes. Praise Him with the clash of cymbals. There's a guy, what, what's the guy's name, Mark, that's got that big gong? Mark Temperato, you may remember him, I don't know. But Mark Temperato has got the largest drum set in the world. Seriously. I don't know, it takes him an hour to hit every drum he's got in the set. He's in the Guinness Book of Records of having the largest drum set in the world. He's a friend of ours. And I was preaching over in Fort Worth in a convention a few years ago, and he had this massive thing set up, and he's got the, the world's largest gong. He's got the world's largest gong. He's got that thing, you know, to hit it with. And I was preaching, and, and he was up there, and I kept looking at that gong, and I hadn't heard him hit it. And I thought, wonder what this would sound like when I hit this gong. 
Well, you know, I didn't know whether to hit it lightly or hard. So I thought the best thing is hit it hard. <laughs> and you know what I hit? And, and he'll, he'll call me, he'll text me, and he says, when do you want to come and hit the gong again? But when I, and, and there was about, probably about a thousand people there that night, and maybe a little more. But when I hit that gong, I'm telling you, I have never heard anything last so long. I mean, that thing kept going, I mean, it got louder and louder. But I'm telling you, I've never forgot that it's time for us to hit the gong. And it says, uh, the last one says, let everything that has breath sing praises to the Lord. Praises to the Lord. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Everything that has breath praise the Lord. When old Satan comes up to you, you just shout hallelujah. Everything that has breath praise the Lord. Come on, one more time. Everything that has breath praise the Lord. Everything that has breath, praise the Lord. When old Satan comes up to you, you just shout. Everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Can you do it now? Everything that has breath, praise the Lord. You can sing it with us. Everything that has breath, praise the Lord. change the tempo here just a little bit. Don, I want you to come over here. And uh, Victoria was going to sing this for us this morning, but she just felt like that she should hear it rather than sing it. Come here, dear. Come here. Yeah. And guys, I don't care which shot you take, but first of all, keep this pretty lady in here so she can make me look better. But, you know, you, 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 I wanted you to sing this so badly for you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Come here. We love this lady. We believe in her. Thank you. <laughs> and I was not preaching to you, dear. Oh, I know that. <laughs> but I, Tuesday, heard a word mm -hmm. that the birds are singing again. And we were sitting the other day, <clears throat> and David Carpenter said something, and, and that's when <laughs> Victoria was there, and I said, I want you to do this. But we're just going to stand right here, and you can keep me out of the shot, all of us now. But I want Don to sing for 
Victoria. This, this song because it goes with my message today. song that was just sang, thank you Don. thank you so much, but this song that she just sang, in Matthew 10, 29 through 31, it says, what is the price of a sparrow? What is the price of a sparrow? One copper coin? But not a single sparrow can fall to the ground 
without your father knowing it. And the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a flock of sparrows. You are more valuable to God than a flock of sparrows. And then in the message translation, it says, what's the price of a sparrow? Some loose change, right? God cares what happens to it even more than you do. He pays even greater attention to you down to the last detail and numbering the hairs of your head. You should have stayed with us, dear. And I'm not doing anything but what I feel the Holy Spirit in leading me to do. You didn't just come to visit with us. And we've been grateful for your presence in our home. But I believe, you know, she, she's a great preacher. She's a great singer. She, she's a great worship leader. But you're going to sing again. Maybe hard at the moment. But I'm going to tell you, and I know we're over time, but I really don't care at the moment. I want you to, don't come back up here. Would you please come back up here? I'm sorry. <laughs> and we'll move over just a little bit. And I want you to sing a verse and a chorus again. And, and I want you to just stretch your hand towards our wonderful, lovely sister. She's just like my sister. I'm her big brother. Hey, there you go. And so I want you to stretch your hand forward as Dawn is singing. And as I was preaching about the Fijians singing and how this soccer player received a supernatural miracle, we're just going to pray that her healing will not take a long time. She'll never forget Larry. And when the memories come, instead of weeping, there'll be laughter soon. It's okay to cry. It's okay to cry. We cried lots. Our situation was different. And as she sings, I want you to stretch your hand as I told you before. And let's just believe, not only healing for Victoria, but I know there's people in this chapel you need healing. And I know many who are watching, many who are watching, some of them recently, and our friend in Oklahoma City just two weeks ago had a heart attack and died and pastored a church of over a thousand people. And his wife 
puts things on Facebook every day talking about how she misses him and so forth. And again, another great friend that has preached right here when we had the big building. And, and Becky's going to sing again. She's going to preach again. She's going to laugh again. Just been not even three months. But you know what? I believe that oil of joy is going to flow in. Okay, Dawn. Why should I feel discouraged? And why should the shadows climb? that I just read that your eye is on the sparrow and you know one cannot fall to the ground without you knowing it and then you said individually and you're saying it to Victoria this morning 
that you know all about her and that she's more valuable than the sparrows. Even down to the last details of your hairs all being numbered. So we pray for healing. Healing, Lord. We prayed Tuesday and we had a mighty, mighty anointing to come in that room and I just felt the angels encamping round about us while we were praying and singing and worshiping. And Lord, I just believe right now that, that Victoria didn't come just to visit, which we're grateful that she did and hope that we've been an inspiration. But Lord, I believe you brought her here to let peace flow through her. And for the Holy Spirit to remind her of all of the promises. And as she's beginning her new life, as she's beginning her new life, you're guiding her footsteps. You're holding her hands. You're smiling upon her. <laughs> and she's going to start smiling within. We know, Lord, that she can smile on the outside, but even though she's smiling on the outside, she's hurting on the inside. But right now, Lord, from the inside out, she's going to begin to smile again. She's going to sing again. Even though it's difficult at the moment to sing. She's, she's going to sing like you've never sang before. I'm free. I can sing. I can sing. Amen. Amen. And amen. Love you too. Just stand here with me one more minute. Both of you. I don't know. We may go off of the air with... Huh? How about just something with peace right now? Something with peace? Peace. Peace, peace, wonderful peace. It's coming down from the Father above. Sweet Wonderful 
these people asking father they're going to be met right now because it's Christ in them right now there's hope and glory I thank you for touching them supernaturally I thank you for the spirit of God upon them you are the alpha the omega the beginning and the end you're everything in between and you're going to touch them supernaturally there's healing in the wings right now there is that of the impossible happening and though, Father, we at moments might have that ache, you are beyond it all. You are greater than it all. And this too shall cease, and they shall be healed in the name of Jesus. I thank you for every ministering angel sent out there, commissioned by the heirs of salvation, that your word is not going to return void, that you're doing a miraculous, a healing. The miracles are happening right now over these airways by the authority of a name that's above every name. And at that name, all of us are going to bow and proclaim yeah. the Lordship of Jesus you, Christ, who was and is and is yeah. come. You are coming yeah. back with glory. Yes. You are coming back with yes. power. You are the Almighty yes. God. And we will worship you in spirit and truth. I will not be downcast. Oh, downcast on oh my soul. Put your hope. Put your confidence yes. in God. Put your hope out there. Yes. Put your confidence yes. in God. For he begun yes. a good work and you will complete it. Yes. Until the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's celebrate. Let's lift up holy hands with that rapture. Oh, celebrate them in your living room. Thank celebrate them in your car. Celebrate them across the world. For our God is almighty. He is everlasting. From the peace. Oh, God, you reign forevermore. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord rejoice. God has done it, and he shall ever, ever, ever remain faithful. Oh, God, you're so faithful. Oh, yes, you are. Yes, yes, you are. God is good. This is it. God is good and his mercy endure forever. And when they proclaim the scripture, God is good and his mercy, his mercy endures forever. That is when the Shekinah glory showed up. That is when the Shekinah glory moved. And in the midst of it, I thank you. I am going to be raised up. Amen. Supernaturally. Amen. Amen. Beyond what I could ever think or imagine. <laughs> God is good. Oh, you thank you. Good. <laughs> what a service. What a service. Gotcha. 
I know we're way over time, but I, I personally don't care. <laughs> you may, but I don't. <laughs> I love the presence of God. Amen. And I love what he's doing in Victoria. Yeah, yeah. And I love the fact that she can, in her pain, That's right. yes. she can pray for people in their pain. Yeah. And that's one of the greatest times. Somebody says, how can a person in pain minister? That's the greatest time to minister. You minister, you're healed. Right. Because it brings healing to you when you're ministering to somebody else. <laughs> Sam, it's so good to see you here. Thank you. I believe it, no, it's Dan. I'm sorry, Dan. Dan's watched us on, on the internet and is in town for a few days and just dropped in. Thank you so much. It's good to see some of your friends here. And <laughs> oh, my friends are awesome. Caleb and Harmony, they're quite the worshipers. Yes, they are. We'll have to have, find out. We'll have to find out. Yes. A lot of our folks are somewhere else. But I, I want to stop. I know we prayed for everybody, but Dawn is going to be experiencing some surgery this week. And they tell her how long she's going to be out of commission. But we're believing that that it's going to come quicker. Supernatural. Yes, supernaturally. And then Danielle, Danielle, who's always back in the control room, is um, going in for surgery on Wednesday as well. I believe is it Michael in it Wednesday? And she's going in for surgery, and of course she had to stay home today to be. The doctor wanted her to stay home today. And she's going in for surgery. Someone else has just had surgery. And we're believing for a complete recovery of that surgery. And so she's prayed over everybody else. But I felt like individually praying for you, Dawn. And you know, I'm watching you come through. To you that don't know, I won't say what it is. But boy, did she get a shock. Her whole world was not turned upside down, but her world was blown apart from being what it was supposed to be. But we've just tried to encourage her and we can't walk in your shoes. But here she is in her pain, not just physical pain I'm talking about, but emotional pain singing this song this morning. She was singing to herself just as much as she was singing to you. Somebody said, she's got pain? She doesn't look like it. Oh, yes. <laughs> Dawn is in pain too. Because her whole world one day without any expectation or hint or whatever it just blew up but here she is and she's going to be out of commission for a little bit but we're believing it's going to be much quicker Amen. And, and for Danielle we're believing that Danielle is going to recover quickly too Father we thank you, thank you. We agree with you. for Dawn yes. we agree with you. and Lord we thank you that because of the pain and the interruption in her life unexpected and unscheduled event 
that she hadn't hung herself in sorrow and feeling sorry for herself, but she's tried every day, even though it's hard. She's tried to sing, even though it's so hard for her to sing. But she's been singing. We ask, Lord, that you will heal the broken heart. We ask that just touch your chest there, Dom. We just pray that it'll mend quicker than you could even dream. Amen. I agree. Than you could even dream. This heart is. I was supposed to be praying for your surgery, but she's got. That's part of it. And then we pray, Lord, that you'll guide the surgeons. Amen. Guide the surgeons and as they begin to repair the problem in her body that needs to be repaired. It won't be as severe as they thought. It won't be as bad as they thought. And you'll take care of that pain as well, Lord. And she will recover quickly and sing more anointed than she's ever in her whole life. And she'll hear the birds singing. She will hear the birds singing over and over again. Danielle, I don't know if you're watching at home, but we pray for you, Danielle, when you go in. When you go in, we just believe the same for you. It's going to be a quick recovery. The surgeon's hands will be guided, and you'll come out stronger than you went. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. Let's just close with Don singing again. Would you do that for us? And I sing because I'm happy. And I sing Oh!